You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hi, welcome back to the Womanpreneur Podcast, episode number five. After five, you stay alive. I, as we were talking about that, I, my, what came into my head was Johnny Five, I'm Alive, or Still Alive. All of my references are from the 80s and the 90s. So I feel uh, like I'm super outdated for our younger fans. We're super hip. Yeah. Whatever. Short Circuit was a, yeah, was a fun no, movie. And I always, robot. That, yeah, that was good. I always think After Five, Stay Alive, because I have a major fear of sharks. <laughs> I like, I'm terrified of sharks. And Whenever we're in Florida on vacation, it's like, oh, look, it's 4.59. That's my cue to get out of the water before the sharks get ready for dinner. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Melissa Motes? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> husband's reminding me to tell you guys the shark story. You want to hear oh, a shark story? okay. Before we jump in, we're going to hear a shark story. <laughs> okay. They don't even know what today's topic is. I know. We'll keep them in suspense. So uh, I'm a certified scuba diver, but I should say that I'm, I'm now a retired diver because my husband and I were on a drift dive. Mm -hmm. That's where a boat drops you off out in the ocean and, uh, you go down, oh, maybe say in this case, I think we were down about 70 feet and the current is really strong and it just drags you. It just pulls you along. And as you're on a drift dive, you're cruising along, cruising along, and then the boat picks you up on the other side. Well, my husband and I went on a drift dive together, Troy and I, and this is like probably 18, 19 years ago. He had a dive knife, so he would just stick his knife into the sand and he could stay in one spot. Well, I'm like trying to swim against the current, you know, like <laughs> staying in one place. And it was a lot of work just to stay in one place. That current was strong. And anyway, all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see this ginormous shark come up. Oh. It was a bull shark, and the visibility was not that great that day. I think it was like less than maybe 15 feet. And so just like lurking in the shadows was this massive bull shark. Just kind of, it literally felt to me like a full-size pickup truck oh. pulled up next to me in the form of a shark with a dorsal fin. And I was like... Oh my gosh, I jumped on Troy's back and I literally was, this is this, this, just so you guys know, this is the symbol for shark. If you're a scuba diver, this, okay. And, and I'm she going is putting her frantically hand on oh, yeah. top of her head. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like a shark fin. Yeah. Shark fin on hand. And when your eyes are about this big and you're doing this mm -hmm. and you're screaming the word shark through a regulator and lots of bubbles are going everywhere, that's pretty much what happened that day. I was trying to let Troy know there was a shark. He thought I saw like a little tiny nurse shark or something really small. And he's like, is it as big as me? And I was like, no, bigger. And he's like, is it as big as both of us? And I was like, no, bigger. And I think he thought I was exaggerating. We get to mm -hmm. the top. We surface like... I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later, uh, all the people who came and popped up to the top, one guy was a dive master and he said, hey, did you guys see that 12 to 13 foot bull shark down there? Oh. He was a dive master. Ugh. He was there certifying some people. So um, 
Yeah, that was a really fun day. The rest of that dive, normally you you are swimming and you have your tank on your back. The rest of the dive, I was like, I'm going to look this thing in the eye when it eats me, before it eats me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're still alive. Thank you. And it's interesting that you said that because you had this sort of symbol of the shark so that you could communicate with your husband. <sighs> Why did I say communicate like that? <laughs> We're bringing it around. <laughs> We're that's bring- the topic of today's episode. I didn't know when you started talking about a shark that somehow that would fit in with our theme, but there it is. There I'm it is. learning it with everybody else. Yep. You use that to communicate danger and danger. shark. Danger. Big shark. SOS. <laughs> uh, I let my husband know there was a shark that could eat him. And if you ever do this with big, I'm putting my hand on my head again, <laughs> with, with big eyeballs and lots of b- bubbles coming around. Know that there's danger, mm-hmm. my friends. Now, if that happens in our podcast studio, then we've probably got bigger problems going on than not communicating. <laughs> Would it be like Amanda? <laughs> as far as I know, we don't get land sharks no, in the studio. Not, well, this is Vegas. Anything is possible. There it's are true. land there, sharks it, around it, these parts. And there, there was a Sharknado movie that happened in Las Vegas. So that's right. Anything is possible. Wow. Well, <laughs> our episode today is all about communication and being a good communicator and what that means to you and what that means to us. So being womanpreneurs, we do a whole Mm -hmm. lot of communicating with a whole lot of people. In a whole lot of different ways. In a whole lot of different (laughs) ways. That that is so true. Do you have Mm -hmm. some thoughts you want to get started on? Oh, so many thoughts. Me too. Because communication, it's one of those elements that is prevalent in our personal lives, in our professional lives. And pretty much everything we do requires communication. Yep. And I think the majority of problems in the world come from that lack of proper communication, miscommunication, lack of clarity, all of those things. Sure. And it's it's very tricky because, you know, we just had an episode about authenticity and how each person is unique. And because each person is unique, it makes it really difficult to communicate because I come from my perspective, my point of view, you come from yours, you react differently, you think differently, you feel differently as we all do. And there isn't one way that works for everybody. Sometimes it seems like there's not one way that works for anybody other than me. And I feel like I'm in a little bubble. I'm like, nobody gets me, but there's always somebody, always somebody gets me at some point. I get you. You get me. It's good. We forgot to tell everybody who we were when we did our intro today. Yeah. But they, they know. They know. This is Amanda McCune. That's Melissa Motes. Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> you wanted of, to jump right into shark story. I know. I my <laughs> husband was fake swimming behind the camera. But no, I, I just thought we should communicate who we are well, to the very good to, point. The, to the viewers and <laughs> listeners. Um but yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's one of those things that we talked about when launching our podcast that we want to be very clear about our communication and make sure that each episode has a theme. So even though we kind of laugh when, you know, we we veer off and then bring it back to the topic at hand, it's because it's, it's very important to us that when you tune in, you know what, you know, if you wanted to learn about communication, that's what you're going to get. Yep. And so. So to me, kind of just getting the topic of communication really off to, I don't know, a good start is sender receiver. Mm -hmm. So when you're communicating, whether you're emailing or you're talking or you're on the phone or you're in person, there's always a sender 
and there's always a receiver. And I think it's important to be a good listener if you are on the receiving end of the communication. And I think a lot of times something that I've experienced a lot in my life is observing other people that I'm communicating with in conversation, they're so pumped to say what they have to say that I don't know that they were really listening to what I was sharing. Um, I've been guilty of that too, where I get excited. Someone's telling me something and then I'm like, oh, oh." I mean, even with us, you know, sharing on our podcast, it's (laughs) like, oh, I want to be a good listener. I want to really be present and take in everything. So not only do I hear you, but I understand what you're saying. And there's a, a quote or a meme or there's something, maybe Brent can look it up for us, but it's something like listen to understand, not to respond. Mm. And that's because a lot of people, that's what happens is you're here and you're talking and I'm looking at you and maybe I'm nodding my head a little bit, but in my head, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say next. That's not really what I'm doing right now. I'm just kind of putting it in perspective. Sure. But that happens so much that it, it's exactly what you said. The person that you're communicating with is there but not paying attention. They're just in their head about, oh, this is what I can talk about. Brent's gonna help us out. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Ah, and there that, you go. Oh, Stephen R. Covey. Stephen R. Covey. Hey, very, but it's, very nice, very I just, wise. I just read or heard that recently and I thought mm-hmm. that makes a whole lot of sense. It does. And um, I, I just, so in communicating, I think it's important to to digest the information that someone is um, sharing with you and fully be engaged and fully listen and understand. And also, you don't always have to reply. Like, right, that's, you know, the second, you can <laughs> let there be a, a, a pause. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can ponder and, and think. And that's another, you know, way to let somebody know that you're really taking in what they just shared, and also in an email response, you know, you don't or you don't have to respond the second you get the uh, mm-hmm. the email. That would be a really good one to talk about, huh? Or a text <laughs> text message. You can take a minute and digest that. Let mm-hmm. that let that marinate. That's one of the <laughs> nice things about <clears throat> written communication, emails and texts and such is that you can sort of take your time. And I know there's a lot of people who respond emotionally and that gets people in a lot of trouble. You read a text message or an email and you get very defensive. And so right away, because maybe you felt like the person is accusing you of something or doing whatever. And so your initial instinct is to jump right back and say, that's not what I meant or that's not what I did. Instead of, you know, just letting it go for a minute. Let's think about it. Do you know that person? Do you really think that they were attacking you? Maybe you're reading something into it that's not there. Maybe you're just not sure. Maybe just ask the question, hey, is this what you meant by this? It's kind of hard to tell in written communication sometimes. Yeah, written communication can get, a lot of things can get lost in translation because I think that, here's an example. I think if you're in a, in a bad mood or stressed out or overwhelmed, Um, and you read a text from someone, it could just be like uh, a simple statement. I'm trying to think of an example, but you you can read into it and put a negative spin on someone's words just as a reflection of what you're thinking or what you're feeling in that moment. 
you can do the same thing with positivity. You could read it and just be like, oh, awesome. That person hates me. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's one of, I hate you. Oh, oh they're having a great day too. <laughs> me too. Awesome. Oh. Smiley. <laughs> no, but um, it's one of those things that I do think when people write an email or write a text, you can't really read their body language, their facial expressions, their tone of voice, all of those other things. So it is it is easy to misinterpret someone's message, you know? Go ahead. I, I laugh Sorry. when you say tone of voice because that is something that, or it's not the tone of voice, um, <laughs> that's intended. My brother and I have had this problem and it used to drive, it probably still drives my mom crazy. I'm not sure. Um, but there have been a lot of times to where our tones of voice sound differently than what we intend. My brother and I are not emotionally driven people. We're very logical. It's, I use that term robot a lot. We're just not set up that way. And a lot of times there is a, this huge disconnect between our facial expressions, our tones of voices, and the words that we're saying. And we used to try, our way of communicating to her was always to say, don't read into the tone of voice. Listen to what we're saying. That's what's true. It's the words that are important. But she comes from more of an emotional place. And there's always just that conflict that, you know, we were portraying words in a certain way that she was uh, reading them that way. And that's not at all what we meant, but it, you know, part, it, it just caused a lot of issues because, you know, it, it's just a lack of communication because we were each putting our own spin on that. Well, I think that kind of comes down to um, communication style. Mm -hmm. And Amanda and I were talking a few minutes ago before we started rolling about there's so many different communication styles out there. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever taken a, a test on the kind of communication style that you are or, or that you have. I took one recently in a, in a public speaking class that I'm attending. And a shout out to my, my coach, Amy Ayub, the Zen speaker. <laughs> I love you, Amy Ayub. Um, but she, she gives us ama an amazing test in the very beginning about it's really important to know your own communication style to really understand how you communicate and express yourself. But more importantly, it's really under it's good to understand uh, the other types of communication style out there. Because um, if you're talking to someone who's really direct and to the point and they're like, they like the answer is yes or no, black or white. Um, it's important to know, especially in business, the way that they communicate so that you can build a stronger relationship with them um, because you're able to communicate with them in the way that they communicate and speak. Other people are more the gray area, the flowery, lots of, you know, they like to be really chatty and they like <laughs> to, you know, uh, talk about who got kicked off of Survivor last mm -hmm. night. Ah, love New that show. Just, started too, just so. saying, I know, I love the way we both love that show. Um, but it's one of those things that it's really important to understand different communication styles because it makes you more aware of how to, you know, work with them and how to, um, you know, build a relationship that, that really works. Can I share a little story Please, I would totally love <laughs> to hear that, it. That concept is how I learned one of the most important things 
in management, one of the most important sort of keys for me being successful at management. And that was, it was a situation that happened at, you know, there was somebody that started working with us at, when I still had this, uh, this other job. And, you know, I would, an assignment would come in and I would, you know, put all the details in an email to make sure like all the information was there. It was very clear. I would send him everything in a nice email. And every single time within five minutes, he'd come into my office and want to talk about all the stuff that I just wrote down. Like I just spent this time to make sure all the quest possible questions had been answered. And every time like he would come in and it used to drive me crazy because I felt like I was doing double the work and what was going on. And at one point, then he had talked to somebody else and said, well, a man is so mean. And nobody's ever accused me of being mean before. And I just thought, wow, that's really not me at all. I wonder what's going on there. And that was that sort of re realization that I had that I was expecting him to communicate the same way that I communicate. I'm, I'm very much, I, I like the written word. Um, that's easier for me. He was somebody who needed to talk things out. He needed to hear it. And so after sort of that realization, I changed my style. And when that assignment would come in, I would go talk to him about it, then go back and write the email and send that to follow up. And that it changed the whole dynamic. And for me, it was just sort of that lesson in, okay, my, and, and a lot of times this is where I feel like management gets it wrong because they think, well, I'm in charge, so people need to adapt to my way. And that's really not going to get you very far. So mm -hmm. to me, it was, I can be the best manager if I can adapt to everybody else's style. And that takes a lot more work but it just makes it so much more effective. And that is how like, I it just something clicked at that point. And it's that I need to be more mindful of how each individual person best responds. And then that helps our communication overall. It helps just everything. The morale was better. The efficiency was mm -hmm. better, all of those things. And maybe if you have a ton of employees, you can't always you know, do everything. But I think if you make that conscious effort, and it's why it's so important that people remember that everybody working is a person and you try to sort of, how, how can you help them? And it's not about I'm in charge and it has to be my way. And it, you know, by trying things other ways, you learn a whole lot more. Absolutely. It's funny too, when you were describing your, that situation um, with, with that guy, I was thinking about, um, the phone. You know, some people <laughs> really like to talk on the phone uh, as opposed to writing an email, you know, in mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And, you know, I'm fine with talking on the phone. I'm fine with an email. I'm fine with a face-to-face. -face. I, I love to communicate with people, but it kind of freaks me out sometimes when people call because I'm not used to it. <laughs> right. Phone rings. They're like, wait, what? What, what? what, what is, is that? that? What is that sound? It's, it's so, so intrusive, uh -huh. but it does actually feel intrusive. Isn't it interesting now to just even a phone call with someone I text people first mm -hmm. to ask them if they have a couple of minutes to chat. Right. I say, hey, do you have time to talk? Um, is, is, it, is it a good time for you right now? Are you in the middle of something I had just for five minutes? Uh, I just think it's a more polite, like, etiquette thing to do. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's just my opinion. But, um, but it, it's funny how a lot of people are really uncomfortable with talking on the phone. I've called a few right. production companies with questions like pronunciations or, um, you know, different things that I'm working on in voiceover. And I've, I've wanted to clarify something and 
sometimes people are super bothered that, you know, <laughs> right. a phone call just happened, you know? Yeah. So it, it's also figuring out when you work with clients and different people, who are your talkers versus who are the people who like to <clears throat> get together face-to-face and have a coffee date, or who are the people who are just hardcore emailers, you know? And it's, it's tricky, especially if you, you know, you prefer one way and somebody else, I mean, somebody has to give in at some point. Mm. And I always, I try to adapt when I can. And then there's some situations when you can't because of a time difference, or maybe you're on different schedules with somebody and they want to call, but it's, you know, eight o'clock at night and you're done working for the day and you want to make the time for them. But it's just easier, like, you know, can you just email it and then I'll get it in the morning. And, you know, there's, but, it, but again, it comes down to communication because a lot of people, I think, expect everyone else to just know things or they hint. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of hinting. I, the way my brain works, I don't pick up on hints. If you're not direct with me, I'm probably going to miss it. It'll go right over my head. And there are some people that will then get mad because you didn't pick up on the hint. And it's this whole thing. Read it's just exhausting. For me, you know, my communication style is definitely very direct. And I try, especially with emails, to keep it brief. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to do just with changing attention spans anymore. And then you put too much. Brevity is really important, mm-hmm. not to interrupt your train of thought. Well, can- I, I do know that with you, there's no more than three things in an email. Like right. that's that's been our rule from the beginning. As you mm-hmm. said, if you know, if it's more than three things, I'm not gonna look at it. And it's that's true. great because at least with me knowing that up front, okay, mm-hmm. well, there's four things, that's gonna wait and we'll put that in another one later. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's funny because um in in any given day, I mean, we all have different workflows and different things that work for us. But I mean, most days I'm getting over a hundred emails, sometimes even a couple hundred emails in a day between voiceover, um, just things pertaining to our studio, you and I emailing back and forth, and then students and all different kinds of things coming at me. And I always say, I really love brevity because get to the point, you know, Mm -hmm. if somebody's going to write an email, um, nobody's got time to read a novel sized email, especially if they're reading hundreds of emails Mm -hmm. in a a day, you know, so respecting people's time. And one of the things that makes me laugh really hard is when people write, I respect your time. Like that's one of the sentences (laughs) in the email. It's like, Really? I was like, well, it took time to read that. <laughs> but my thing is, is you know, I like it. I, re- I appreciate it in my uh, communication style. I am like, I love um, communication as far as in person being more flowery and a little more long-winded and chatty and stuff like that. But when I'm in my workflow, I really appreciate it when people just get to it and they say, you know, hey, Melissa, you know, if it's studio related, you know, you write me all the time and you're like, you know, bullet points or really clean. I like stuff double spaced and literally like, that's my thing that I like. It's easy on the eyes, Mm -hmm. but this is the way that I write emails to other people based on what feels good to my eyes and my workflow. And I'm not saying everyone else appreciates it, but basically when I write an email, the things that I like to do, I like to, to kind of double space, um, uh, you just write three or four sentences, really get to the point of what I'm saying, still have my personality show up in what I'm saying and, and if maybe I'm communicating with somebody and I'm really thorough, I'm concise. Um, being concise is, you know, you really, really gather your thoughts and get them together quickly, easily. 
so that the person reading it knows exactly what you're writing about and they can get back to you. Um, my biggest pet peeve, and this is just mine, and I'm sure there are other people who can relate to this, is when I have like this much <laughs> size 12 font, you know, paragraph form. And I'm like, what is it? What is this about? What am I even reading? What? I'll click out of it. I won't even read it. I'll come back to that like another day. Yeah. And uh, that's just me. But I, so when I write to people I'm conducting business with, I do respect their time. So brevity, you said brevity and just like this crazy, like, and, and you've been ding, talking ding, about ding, it for ding, an ding, hour ding, now, right? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> kidding. Whatever. <laughs> Driving po- my point home. Okay. Sorry. I'm communicating but the way I feel. Different, no. different channel, different for method. For sure. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's for sure. You know, I, and I always, sometimes I feel like I give the disclaimer, especially if I'm working with somebody new because I don't want my brevity to be misconstrued. And sometimes it is. Sometimes there are people who just, who want the frills and I'm, I'm just not really a frilly person. Like I'm not going to say, oh, hey, how are you in an email? I don't, I, I don't even like the question, how are you? But that's a whole different topic. But, you know, it's, I don't want somebody to think that I'm mad because I didn't, you know, ask how you're doing or what's going on. It's just for me, because of the volume of email and most of my clients are of that level that, you know, they're just super super busy and they get too, too much that I, you know, that I'm going to save for when I see you in person or when we catch up on the phone. I want to just interject one thing too. I think what we're talking about right now, um, it's a, this conversation, it has a lot to do with the context in which you're communicating too, because you and I, for example, we email each other multiple times throughout the day mm-hmm. about tons and tons of different topics. We have a regular email communication going on. So for you and I, there's really, we don't feel the need to do, hi, how are you today? <laughs> right. I'm fine, you know, winky or smiley or all that kind of stuff. But I feel like if you were greeting someone and writing to someone in a different context, I think having some kind of a little you know, salutation in mm-hmm. the beginning or a little, Hey, how are you? Or hope you hope this email finds you well, or hope, hope you're having, is, my, mine is usually hope all, hope all is well, is well in your world. Yeah. yeah. Hope all is well <laughs> in your world. Nothing wrong with that. I, I do, mean, I do hope all is well in your yeah, world. Yeah. It's good it's stuff. <laughs> but, but I think what you were referring to is these are like clients you're emailing mm-hmm. with tons of times, multiple times a day, right. you know, you and I agreed early on. We're like, mm-hmm. let's not have feel any kind of offense to not right. asking each other how mm-hmm. our day is going or whatever. Um, and there are times when, you know, because you and I are often on different different schedules also, and we sort of had that talk up front that's like, look, you know, oh, or I'm going to be out of the country these days. And I understand that you're still going to send me emails because you need to get the stuff out of your head but you understand that I'm not going to answer them right. until I get back or, or whatever that is. And that is, is really the big thing, especially in business. It's communication is so important. It's, you know, if you're going to be gone for an extended time, you just kind of give somebody a heads up. Like even Boundaries we, and expectations. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that I just, I think it's so important because a lot of times, you know, it's just people, again, each person is their own own person and they think in their perspective. And if, you know, they don't know what the expectations are or they don't know where the boundaries are. I mean, I have a client that would send me text messages at all hours of all time because that's when he was working, but he, he didn't know that was just his way. And then we had a chat and I just said, you know, Hey, I normally stop work around 
Ooh, I just hit the microphone again. I normally stop work at a certain time each day. You know, it, it would be better if you put those thoughts into an email that I can check in the morning and I'll get back to you right away. And then if it's important or it's something you absolutely need today, of course, I'm going to be here for you. Then it's okay to text. And that, right. it was fine, but it was that a lot of people are afraid to have that conversation but then they, they just sort of internalize everything and they make it into a much bigger deal. Like this person doesn't respect my time or, you know, my schedule or whatever it is, but you've never told them. And so that you is, need to is let the key people thing. Know. Being sort of, you know, having just that confidence to say, let's have a discussion about this because this is how I'm feeling about it. This is how I normally do things. What was a compromise that works? Yeah, what works you know? for you? This is what works for me. And um, yeah, I think a lot of times, like you said earlier today in our in the beginning about miscommunication um, or lack of communication, I feel like if you're being a really good communicator, you're able to be really thorough and honest and open. Um, and also, when it comes to business, I try to just like leave my emotions mm. out of things. Um, going back to, you know, reading an email and maybe you are taking something to heart a little bit or something stung a little bit in an email. Instead of feeling angry about it or upset about it, sometimes it's just clarifying, asking a simple question. You know, if you think somebody's, you know, angry or upset or whatever, you know, ask them, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm reading your email as though, you know, you're frustrated or am, am, I, am I understanding you correctly or, you know, or right. whatever. There, and it is, it's because we make things so much worse in our heads yeah. than it is, they are in reality. And I remember I'm a big fan of the Armchair Expert podcast with Dax Shepard. And he was talking on an episode one time, and I, I forget who the guest was, but there was some podcast he was a fan of. He and his, his wife, you know, they really loved this podcast. And at one point he was going to be in the city where they record. And he had just said, you know, I, I would really like to be a guest. And then he never heard back. Or he, you know, he did get a response and like something didn't work out. And just this whole time he was just like, man, I don't, I don't know what I did. I don't know why this guy doesn't like me. And he just took it to heart so much. And then he, the, that same person ended up being on Dax's podcast and he got sort of defensive. It's like, wait a minute, you want to be on mine now after, you know, you blew me off before. And the other person had no idea what he was talking about. So Dax went back and found the tweet that was what he was talking about it wasn't rude at all. And he just said, I, I must have been in a mood that day. I read it the wrong way. I don't know. But he had been carrying that around with him for years and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even real. And that I think happens so often that we internalize or we personalize and just put our own attachments on what we think somebody meant because whatever mood we were in or whatever we were thinking at that time, it's not what the person intended. So the best way to just avoid that. And I'm a person that lives in my head a lot. So that's part of why I'm so direct. And I ask questions. It's like, I would rather not be confrontational, but just be open and say like, look, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Is this what you meant? Do we need to have a talk about something? Let's mm -hmm. just get it out of the way. Cause I don't want to think about it anymore and wonder, cause the only way to really know is to talk about it. Absolutely. I, um, another thing too, that you triggered another thought for me. Um, the response time, like in a text, <laughs> especially if it's something that's feeling a little bit intense or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. And then when there's just radio silence, you know, it's like, 
Oh gosh. You know, and then you can, you can automatically, and then it's the, oh, sorry, I just was in the shower or sorry, you know, my phone died, you know, and you're like, oh no, (laughs) you'll be thinking, oh my gosh, did I say something wrong? Or I can't believe that. But, um, and that's, that's, that's a big problem because now with technology, everybody's expected to be available all the time. And again, I, I set very strict boundaries. I think we might've mentioned it when we talked about self-care, but that is one of my things is there are times my phone's not with me and it, because I don't feel I'm obligated just because I can get your message at any time of day, it doesn't mean I'm going to look at it. And it's not because I don't think you're important or anything like that, but there are times that I just make for myself. And I I don't, the technology is a way I'll answer, but I mean, and and if it's during, you know, normal business hours and it's work related, I'm always on that. But when it's what I consider my personal time, Mm -hmm. one of the things that's important to me is to sort of disconnect for a little while and be present with the people who are actually there in person and there are some people though, they're like, well, I sent you a text. You haven't answered me. And it's sometimes it's been like two minutes. Well, did you get my text? And it's, or oh, can okay. I, can I interject uh-huh. another one <laughs> is when somebody emails you and then they text you <laughs> to let you know they emailed you and then they call you to let you know they emailed you and then they Facebook message you <laughs> to let you know that they emailed you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's just that adds to the confusion. Because boundaries. There are so many ways <laughs> we can communicate where it used to be just in person. That was, you know, before our time. But then there was phones. And then, you know, cell phones became more, actually, there's a whole beeper phase that was in the middle oh, there. Oh, yeah, that the was beeper phase is interesting. Um, but, but then the cell phones, and then there's text messages, and there's emails, and there's Facebook Messenger, and there's WhatsApp, and there's Snapchat, and there's all sorts of apps that I don't even know about because I just learned one, and then there's eight others, and I can't get to all of them. And trying to manage that communication all I feel of, like I know, need a nap just thinking about all it's, that. It's insane. Right. It's a lot. <laughs> so I would say if I were to give anyone, any business owner advice uh, on communication when, when it has to do with texting or emailing, I would just say, keep it clean, keep it to the point. I always like to keep my messages upbeat, but just get get to the point, you know, about what you're saying. And you don't need to tell somebody that you respect their time and therefore, you know, you're going to be brief. As silly to me. It's not like an oxymoron. Like, uh, is it kind of? I think I think it is. But I, I see, I sort of appreciate the acknowledgement. But for me, it's more, I'll, I'll use that if I'm asking you to do something Um, like even just recently, you know, like I, part of my sort of rebranding and trying to do some new stuff with my website is I'm getting client testimonials. And so I, I'm asking people to make time for me. And that's, that's weird for me. I don't like asking for help. I don't like asking for anything, but it's also because my business is so referral based that communication is super important. And so, you know, I had to kind of put this email together to ask a few people, you know, would you write something for me? That's when I used, you know, I'm, I know that your time is important or something that, to that that's extent. good but yeah. that's like you know just do it when you have time like um, there's no pressure here but that that was a moment when I I felt that, that it was important that is to super nice I get you know, that you're busy but you know we I guess it's even funnier when somebody tacks that on to the end of their novel <laughs> right <laughs> I'm all oh, that's very funny no but um and then 
I would say too, in communication style, one thing I learned a long time ago when I was involved in sales, uh, outside sales is mirroring. And I don't know if, are you familiar with mirroring? Mirroring is like if somebody is, you know, uh, really laid back and relaxed when they're talking to you, Mm -hmm. you get into a relaxed body language, you know, too. It's kind of just mirroring what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if, you know, they're sitting up with really great posture, you know, you sit up with with great posture. I've been Um, been told that makes people uncomfortable. Like I'm very conscious of my posture because... You know, it's just years of yoga Pilates, and Pilates and Mesta. all of that. And I've had people be like, you, you sit up too straight. Like, that's making me feel like now or I have to sit up too straight. If someone's and, being a little but, more formal in their business communication, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they're speaking to you, you can tell they're a little bit more um, formal in their approach mm-hmm. than, you know, not saying to not be yourself, but it's, I think, acknowledging and understanding where they're coming from and basically identifying their communication style and kind of echoing back a style that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody's really casual and chatty, like here's one, here's an example I can use from my everyday life. Uh, as a voice actor, there are a lot of times that I'm in directed sessions. So I'll have clients on the line with me. Um, they'll be on the phone, literally listening in and directing me. Or other times um, I'm in person with them doing a live session. If they want to talk about who got kicked off of American Idol last night and they're just goofing around and they're silly and they're lighthearted, then I'm going to be a lot more lighthearted and casual. And I might interject and say something if, if I have a comment to make or whatever. But I can obviously tell that their communication style and the way that they roll is way casual and they're really fun and spirited. Um, then there are the other clients that I get on the line with and I'll say, hey, how are you today? Great. We're rolling on take one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, okay. We're not talking about who get, got kicked off of, uh, you know, American Idol last night mm. or what the weather is or any <laughs> nonsense. We're not filling right. up the the time with uh, any kind of chitter chatter mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's just reading the room. I mean, it's such yeah, a big thing. Totally. Of being able to, and I, I think beyond business that just sort of applies in your personal life, I think will make it much easier of realizing that if you can adapt to the other person, and it's not change who you are at exactly. all, but it's easier than expecting everybody else to be like you because they're not like you. Right. And that's what I, you know, learned in management with that guy, but it's also, you know, with friends and sometimes there's just, we're all so different. I'm very sarcastic and not everybody understands sarcasm and that can get me in a lot of trouble, especially in the written form. So I have to yeah. be very careful and that's why, you know, Because I can be taken become, wrong. Right. And sometimes, you know, I might be working with a new client and we've talked on the phone and I already just, you know, like we get each other. It's good. But then sometimes I'll send off an email and I realize, I hope they realize that that was sarcasm. And you, you know, it usually it does, but it is sort of, okay, this person needs this. And, you know, it's just much easier to be adaptable than to expect everybody else to be like you. Right. I think it's uh, caring enough to pay attention to the way that the people you are doing business, you know, conducting business with, how they roll and working with them in a way that, you know, uh, 
simpatico, mm. you know, yeah. just bringing it together. I was just thinking as you were describing an email correspondence and how sarcasm doesn't always work. <laughs> I was just thinking about a really embarrassing moment that happened to me once. I was writing an email to a client of mine, sending them their audio files and just wrote at the bottom, my sign off was, love ya, <laughs> Melissa Motes, and uh, hit send. And then all of a sudden I was like, what, what did I just say? I actually think I'm blushing right now thinking back to bit. it. Oh my gosh. And basically I, I went back into my sent file and I read the email and I was like, oh gosh, I did just tell my client that I love them. Oh gosh, it was so embarrassing. And then I looked at which client it was, Fortunately, it was someone I'd been working with for a really long time. And then they wrote me back a few minutes later and they were like, hey, thanks for the audio. Love you too. <laughs> with a winky. And I was like, thank God. That's, at least there was a positive outcome in that. Hashtag awkward. But, and that's the problem so. with, you know, autocorrect. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't sometimes. correct. Sometimes it puts a problem in there. Yeah. I think you called me a virgin recently <laughs> in, any, in a text. Or it was, and you think I, what you were trying to say, hey, lady, or something. I, and I got my, my text messages at night. And I'm like, what? I, what is she? I, I don't know why it called you a virgin. <laughs> I was like... You were very funny too, and you wrote me back. Yeah, but, but that's at least you know. I think I was trying to say version or uh, something. I don't remember. Yeah, you're what. probably dictating it, and it just yeah. Yeah, and then that's why you know in communication, especially when it's written, it helps to proof it at least once. Proof just you know reading. when you're also you know when you're sending professional emails, even if it's with somebody that you're on a friendly basis with. You still should always sort of put your best foot forward and be professional. Yeah. Make sure there's no typos in there. And, you know, not you, not everybody has to have perfect grammar, but... And not everybody least, speaks in acronyms. Just that's saying. That's true. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. Not everybody knows what every acronym means under the sun. Actually, I'm terrible at knowing what acronyms are. <laughs> and I'm always... I have, I have to look them up. And I'm not cool. I just want you to know I'm not cool with acronyms. <laughs> I'm cool in other ways, but I'm not cool with acronyms. That's very good to know. So, yeah. yeah so, but not everybody appreciates lots of acronyms in their mm -hmm. email correspondences. <laughs> I don't. You know, it, it's, I, I know this is popular topic because there are so many quizzes out there, like you mm -hmm. mentioned. You know, I, I haven't read it, but the five love languages is oh, some, yeah. are something that I hear about a lot. And that, I think it's it's more meant for sort of interpersonal relationships, but yeah. it definitely applies to business too. Yeah. And the, the whole concept is that we, each of us responds to different things. I know for some people it's acts of service. Some people, it's uh, like words of encouragement. I don't actually know the five. So yeah, like, hey, Kai, <laughs> can you look up the five love languages? Uh, receiving gifts. You, want to, you might want to repeat it. Might receiving repeat. gifts. Quality time. Quality time. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Acts of service. Acts of service. And physical touch. Physical touch. I'm a fan of all of them. <laughs> Of course you are, but you're Melissa Motes. Well, I but like them all. Knowing stuff like knowing that about somebody, and it's not like everybody. You can't just go up to somebody like, "Hey, dude, what's your love language?" Because I mean, you could. No, that True. would be being a really they, thorough communicator. They might know, but it's just <laughs> that idea that different people. Like for me, I, I don't want gifts. That I, if I want something, I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy it myself. 
if it's a thoughtful gift, you know, it's just for no reason, I always appreciate it. Like a cat hat? <laughs> I did not appreciate the cat hat. Meow- Meowy Christmas? Uh, yeah. So uh, Melissa knows that I am not a Christmas person. I'm a bit of a, a Scrooge. Bah humbug. Uh, yeah. I'm Christmassy enough I'm very, for both of us. I'm very giving, but I'm not festive. That's 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 a probably a better word. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not festive. I don't like Christmas music, and a big part of that just it, I mean it, it comes from my first job when I was a teenager and I worked at the TCBY and I worked ten hour shifts and during holiday season. I had to hear Mariah Carey sometimes twice an hour. I don't for, no, 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 uh-uh, no, no. And I was traumatized by that, and I never liked Christmas music again. And Melissa Motes here is a very festive person. I know this is shocking, but she's super festive. And, and she's still singing. So, yeah. That's, you know, part of the dynamic of our relationship is she wants me to be more festive. So so one of my love languages is giving gifts. So I got her a Mm -hmm. meowy Christmas Mm -hmm. hat. Mm-hmm. It's for a Christmas, hat. it has cat ears on it. You didn't throw it away. You said no. I still have it, and it's and I think it's glittery. If I remember, it, it's glittery. Yeah. And so we were wrapping Christmas uh, presents for a family that the studio, Melissa and the studio, adopt every year. A couple of families. So I help wrap because that's my way of helping. I don't she wrap. gift wrapped yeah, it. I, she I, gift mm. wrap wrapped it. Wrapped. <laughs> now she I gift. Be- she gift wrap, <laughs> wrapped. She didn't wrap like. <laughs> like how? <laughs> well, this is going to try to wrap. No, I, I don't want to wrap right now. Yeah. I got to think yeah. of a, a good wrap to do for you. You didn't wrap, but you wrapped. I, I did not. Wrapped yeah. it. I did, I did not wrapped it. We were a little off topic now. So love languages. So right. gift giving, spending time with people. And, Right. Oh, we're, you were going somewhere. I may have interrupted. Oh no, no, that, that's good. Because I'm I, trying to be a good communicator. I appreciate that. But the acts. Some people are very big on the verbal approval and mm. the affirmations. Yeah. Um, and I feel like having never read the book or actually knowing what these five things are, it it relates to every one of my clients, and it has changed in how. I have sort of adapted my communication with them. I do have, you know, one client and that is definitely his language. He needs the affirmation. He wants to be told that he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And it goes a really long way. And it just like a few little words that doesn't take any effort from me. I believe the words, mm-hmm. but just saying, hey, you know, I good appreciate job. you. Yeah. And those things. And it, it goes a really long way. And so, Super awesome. you know, all of those different things, and that's what it is. It's we're all so different, but if you're able to sort of, you know, I already said this, but adapt to what works for somebody else, mm-hmm. it, it improves the whole dynamic for both of you because now suddenly that person is feeling, you know, heard or respected or, or whatever it might be. And then that improves from your end also. So. Absolutely. So, you know, care enough to be thorough and be a good communicator, be concise in in what you want to bring across to people you're doing business with or having, you know, personal relationships with too. And care enough to understand other people's communication style. And if you don't know a lot about the different types of communication styles and business and different communication styles or like the five love languages. This is really good stuff to, you know, to educate yourself on and, you know, become more, um, 
I don't know, in touch with. Mm -hmm. So I want to read this book, actually. <laughs> it's one that's on my on my list. But I'd be curious. And yeah, I would, I would just say, like, num just to sort of wind down, if you don't know, ask. You know, not not saying ask somebody what your love language is, but if if you're feeling that that your communication, and I, this is something that happened recently where there was some of that with a client and a friend, he's both. And there was just, our communication just was not working for either one of us. And, you know, so that we had a conversation about it, but it, and it started with a very succinct text. It was like, hey, I'm not feeling good about our communication right now. It's like, okay, well, let's talk. And then we went and had coffee and sort of, you know, or tea, but, you know, we went out and just sort of had, and it really, there was, there was nothing wrong. It was just, we were sort of both putting our own spin on things that wasn't there. You were both reading into things that weren't really there. Right. And I remember you telling me about that, but you know, it's just, uh, like you said, if you don't know, ask mm -hmm. and people appreciate it. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's just good to always be open, mm -hmm. be open. And you don't want to just sit there like internalizing everything and wondering what, what is that person thinking? What are they feeling? I don't, I don't know. Because the only way to know is to ask that person. Otherwise, like you can go through all the scenarios in your head a million times, but you're never really going to know. So just, you know, just ask them, just talk to them and hopefully they'll be open to it and you can have a clear dialogue and get to the bottom of it and move on in a much better place. I love it. Uh, I want to end our episode reading something from our positive ball. <laughs> this is a, a yellow positive sort of affirmation like a ball, ball, but it's a, it's a positive affirmation face. ball. So I want to know if we did a good job today oh. on our podcast. And okay. I don't know what it's going to say, but it says, the sky's the limit. Okay. Not really an answer, but some good I feel like that's not very good communication. Go. Well, while you're doing that, I just yeah. want to remind everybody to, you know, we, we really want to hear your comments, your communication, uh, you know, so if you can find us on our website at thewomanpreneurpodcast.com, on social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter as womanpreneurpod. Yep. It says, nice try. Oh, well, there you go. Nice I'm slightly try. offended. I think this thing needs to be a better communicator. <laughs> That's a little vague. We're, we're going to have a talk with the yellow ball of yeah. happiness now. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.